0: Hey guys, and welcome to The Basic Witch, Episode 2. From broom closet to altar, starting your path. Today I want to take time to talk about starting your path into witchcraft. Um, Not everybody starts way early in life. Some people don't start until much later. I was in my 30s when I started. Um, I did feel it when I was younger though. Um, I would would watch Bewitched with my mom, um, and Witches of Eastwick was a huge movie, she was big big Cher fan and I just felt so connected to those characters and I felt like somebody really understood me and I just thought it was so cool and I touched base with this um, a little bit in the introductory last episode but it's just really important to me to explain my path and really hit the point that not everybody is going to take the same path over time. Everybody is different. And so that goes back to last episode. Do not let anyone tell you you're doing it wrong. Um, So back to my path. Bewitched was just huge for me. Samantha, I just felt like we connected. I wanted to be her. I just thought she was the coolest chick ever. And then I just kind of like let it fall. I just let it go. Um, And then the movie The Craft came out. And I loved that movie. I just thought it was awesome. Those were some bad bitches. I wanted to be them. And, of course, you know, I was in high school and that came out. So, time goes on and you kind of forget about things. And being a witch wasn't so mainstream back then. And it wasn't as accepted as it is now. That was meant to be more of a, hey, this is kind of a cool thing, but don't do this kind of movie, you know. And then a Practical Magic... ...was another really amazing movie that touched me with Sandra Bullock. If you've never watched it, please watch that movie. It is so awesome. It really is. And it just kind of... It makes you feel that you can still... No matter what age you are, what path you're on now... If you feel it, if you feel drawn to witchcraft, you can still go. You can go down that path... And you can be that person you've always wanted to be. Or if this is something new to you... It still can happen. I mean, it sparks each person at a different time in their life for a reason. I fully believe that the universe has a plan for each of us. And we may not understand that timing. But it's that way for a reason. So, another great TV show that really drew me in was Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the original one. And I absolutely love the new one. I mean, not everything obviously is what we do as witches but it's really cool to watch and um, my husband really loves watching it with me too and he's super supportive he has really helped me with everything Um, when it comes to my craft he has put my altar together he has hung shelves he has made things for my altar area Um, I'm very fortunate my entire back corner of my living room is my area Um, I have my altar, I have things on the wall, I have racks and bookshelves, and um, I'll I'll post some pictures of all that on the Facebook page, I did just start a Facebook page called the Basic Witch, I'm sorry, it's a Facebook group, Um, so definitely look for that, I'll have some pictures up on there, I'm going to start an Instagram and Twitter also, um, so we can kind of contact, connect, I'm sorry, with each other a little better. But I'm going to put some pictures up. So you guys can get an idea of what I have going on. But I want you to do your own thing. And that's really, really important. Is that you have to make this craft your own craft. You have to make it something you feel passionate about. And do it your way. Or you'll never feel fully be happy with it. And you'll never feel that passion. Really. (coughs) Excuse me. So as we talked about before do not let anybody tell you you're doing it the wrong way and that is a big deal because so many people still say oh you know this is wrong if you weren't born in the bloodline and blah 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 and if you don't do tarot every morning or you don't use your pendulum every day then you're not a real witch and that is bullshit so don't don't do that don't fall for that crap because it's not true so all those TV shows and movies really had a huge impact on me growing up. And like I said before, I just kind of let all of that fall. I didn't pursue it. And then a few years back, I decided that my calling had came. It was my time to really focus on what I wanted to do. That passion grew inside me again. And it was really exciting because I told my husband about everything. And he just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And he has been, like I said, so super supportive. has been there to help me get everything I need Um, he's actually he's the one who bought me my first tarot set which is really special to me because he really took the time to pick out a set that he thought would be um, something really important to me or something that I really liked so it was really special to have that from him and having somebody there to go through this with you and support you through all of it is absolutely amazing I understand a lot of people don't have that yet but you can still do it on your own and be just as passionate and everything so um, like I said yeah I didn't really get into it until I was older a few years back and i jumped in full force I like I said in the introduction I started googling everything and it was really overwhelming and I wish I had something to tell me to slow down and stop rushing and tell me it was okay to do it my way but I didn't I followed everything that this YouTube channel said and this podcast told me to do and this Google page said and the Facebook groups and it just became too much so I took a step back and um, let it basically fall for a little while again and it was very discouraging because I really wanted to live this life you know I wanted to be a witch but, I had to take that time out because I just felt so overwhelmed. So, that's um, a big part of this podcast is to tell you to take your time. Do not feel rushed. Do not feel like you have to set everything up in one day and your life is just going to change overnight because it is not going to happen. Um, some of my friends that are into witchcraft they've started when they were way younger. I'm talking like 13, 14 and you know now they're late 20s, early 30s. Still going strong. Some of us, you know, like me, was late 30s, mid 30s. I have another friend who was 45 when she decided to jump in. So, don't freak out about your age and the timing. It's happening at this time for a reason. Life happens for a reason at certain times. Don't panic. Um, When you make the decision to start... You don't have to just, okay, that's it, I'm a witch. You don't, That's not going to help you at all. You don't have to just dive right in, full-fledged, full-force, swan dive in, this is what I'm doing. You really need to take time and get comfortable with what you're going to do. Because it is a life-changing experience. Being a witch is not something you just do on the weekends or you do for fun. It really does become a way of life over time not overnight but after a while your mindset just changes how you see things the way you do things the way you approach things everything changes and for the good so please don't feel like you have to rush and just make this decision today okay i am going to be a witch i'm going to practice this type of witchcraft I am going to go build my altar and pick all the supplies and spend all this money. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Take baby steps. It's really important that you become connected with this process. And you really truly feel it in your heart and your body. It may take a few days, a few weeks, oh, it may even take a month. Before you really feel comfortable and really feel like, hey, this is my path. This is what I am meant to be. Don't get discouraged if you don't feel it right away. Or if you feel it really fast. Don't think, oh man, that's just my head playing games with me. Because everybody's different. The feeling will come to you in time when you're ready. You may feel you're ready, but the universe doesn't feel that you're ready. So, don't panic. Just take baby steps. Now I want to talk to you about alters. And it's A L T A R. I know it sounds crazy, but when you get in some of these Facebook groups, if you spell it with ER, some of the people will tear you apart. Even if autocorrect, corrects it to ER, just be careful. Sad that we live in a world where people tear each other apart over a simple spelling error, but it does happen. So, just be aware of that. Okay, when it comes to your altar, you don't even have to have one. It's completely personal whether you want one or not. I personally chose to have an altar because I'm fortunate enough to have the space to have that and I have an open family who understands so I'm pretty lucky to have a good space for my area and my altar however like I stated before I understand some of you cannot you have roommates parents spouses friends whatever the case may be or you can't be out in the open and that's fine too We're going to talk about ways to have portable altars here in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to discuss altar supplies. Do not feel that you have to have everything that is listed online. Um, When you Google altars and witchcraft, it's going to come up with a whole list of altar supplies and things that you need to have and um, all this elaborate stuff and you don't have to have all of that you need to make it personal personal if you don't feel connected to items you don't need to have them on your altar or in your workspace or whatever the case may be and as you grow as a witch your altar and workspace area will also grow the items that you use and keep there will also grow it's all about how you feel. And what you feel connected to. My altar is pretty simple. Um, As I said, I do have a big work area. I have a bookshelf and um, a big rack for all of my herbs and crystals and stuff like that. But my altar itself is very simple. It's an old antique um, bedside table that was my grandma's. The door opens up and it's pretty deep and I store a lot of my supplies in there. But on top, I just have a simple altar cloth... A single stick white candle in a really old candle holder thing. I think I got at a yard sale for like a quarter, and my husband spray painted it black. It looks really cool. I have my tarot deck and my candle snuffer and my pendulum and an athium Athem. I know I'm gonna say it wrong. It's the dagger. I never say that word right, but that is also on my altar. Um, Very simple, but that's my personal choice. If you want the bell and the speaking bowl and a crystal ball and all these other things, that is your choice. Whatever you want to do, whatever makes you feel right and comfortable is what you need to do. Again, I'm going to stress, do not let anyone tell you you are doing it wrong. There is no textbook there is no guidelines, there's no exact way to be a witch and to do witchcraft. Don't let anybody tell you you're doing it wrong. You do what feels right for you. Now, when it comes to candles, I prefer, like, the tapered stick candles to be my my main candle. I always use a white one because it is for peace um, and protection. There's There's so many different um, uh, uses for these candles throughout magic. and Candle colors play a big role in what they do, but it has to be with your intent. So don't panic if you can't find a white taper candle and the only thing you can find is an orange one on clearance after Halloween or whatever. Don't panic. As long as your intentions are for good for that reason... It'll be fine, and it'll work for right now to do whatever you need to do. Um, and if you can't go buy a taper candle to put on your altar or whatever, and you know, say you want one or whatever, a Yankee candle, a Bath and Body Works candle, a Dollar General candle—it doesn't matter. You don't have to go all out and have all these things that you see in the pictures and you see in movies and TV. Whatever you want to use that you feel personally okay with is fine. Um, myself, I just, I prefer the tapered candles. They are a two-pack for a dollar, and I love them. Now, when I first started this, I didn't have any. The store didn't have any. So, I did use a Bath & Body Works candle on my altar. And that was my kind of, like, guiding light candle. Um, myself, when I go to my altar to do anything, whether it be my tarot card pull of the morning or to do a spell or um, try to you know connect with the spirit anything I do I always light a candle after I cast my circle or before I cast my circle actually I light a white peaceful candle just to kind of bring my mood and to calm it down that's my own personal preference you do whatever feels right to you again there's no wrong way here I cannot stress that enough. There is no wrong way at all. Okay, so um, now that you have your altar ideas going on and you know that you can have basically whatever the hell you want on your altar and it's up to you. I know some of you cannot have altars in your homes and that's very understandable roommates, parents, spouses, friends, partners, children, whatever your case may be, it's okay. You're not. Doesn't make you less of a witch because you're still in the broom closet. It's completely fine. There are ways to do it um, incognito, I guess is the word I want to use. If you have a little end table in your living space or your bedroom or wherever you're at, and you have a candle up there, and you feel that that candle represents your peace and your your craft, then hey, you've got an altar on display out in the open in front of everybody but nobody knows what it means but you and that makes it a hell of a lot more special and personable you can use a Yankee Candle Bathroom or I'm sorry Bath and Body Works Candle Dollar General Candle whatever any piece of anything out in the open that looks ordinary but has meaning to you still considered an altar to me we gotta do what we gotta do to live our lives and be happy But not where we're out of our comfort zone. So, I mean, if you don't want to tell somebody yet what you're into, that's totally fine. But you can still have your stuff without having to explain to everybody what it is. So, as long as it feels personable to you and it feels right, then hey, go for it. But if you don't really want to do that or the candle just doesn't make it right or doesn't make you feel like you really have an altar area there are other options so we can do portable altars i know that sounds a little like crazy but hear me out so you you've picked what items you decided what items you want to have on your altar when you eventually have one you can get a shoebox, and you can Get miniature versions of these items, or however you want to do it, you can just have you know, keep everything in the shoebox with your altar cloth and whatever, and have it ready to go so that when you do have some alone time, you can just take that shoebox out, open it up, lay everything out, do your thing, and then put it all back if you have to. Or if you really want to keep this altar where you can just kind of pop it open, sometimes the shoebox, do your thing. And then fold it back up and put it back in your closet like a regular, you know, pair of shoes is hiding in there, so your family doesn't see. You can buy smaller items like a smaller candle. They have the small pillar candles for like three bucks. I don't suggest keeping a lit candle in there. I mean, obviously, blow it out, use safety precautions, but the options are really endless here. You can put things in your shoebox. I've even seen people use an Altoids can. Tupperware, an eyeglass case anything you can use to take with you or to keep that's movable, portable as long as you feel passionate about what you're doing there is nothing wrong with what you're doing or how you do it you just have to do it with full intention and feel like you are actually doing it for a reason don't Get a bunch of stuff and make this big elaborate altar if you don't understand why you're doing it. And I know that sounds really, like, harsh coming up front. And I'm telling you not to rush into it and not worry about your feelings. But I don't want you to go and spend all this money and buy all this stuff and have no idea why you're doing it or not really feel the passion yet. Start simple. Take baby steps. Start with a candle, Maybe. And add in some incense or whatever, but just take your time and feel it all in time. Just let it flow. Don't rush, don't think you have to you know do everything right now today. please take your time. It will mean so much more to you in the end because you built this the way you wanted to build it. so um there's some different options like I was talking about for the altars you have way way many ways to that sounds really weird I'm sorry you have a lot of different ways to have an altar whether it be in the open or um be in secret you're good to go now when it comes to um still living in the broom closet and having to hide from stuff it does get a little tricky um with books and um things like that and you know, especially your book of shadows. So, um, one of the big things that you hear every witch talk about is a book of shadows or your spell book or whatever. It is something that is very sacred to each individual witch. I would never read another witch's Book of Shadows without her permission. It's like a diary. You just don't Invade that privacy, that personal space. Kind of um, just have respect for other people's. So don't, you know, if you do find some other friends that are witches, don't be like, oh, can I check out your book, Shadows? Can I go through it? If they offer you to look at it, that's awesome, but do not just ever grab it and go through it. That's just rude. Um, and I've seen people try to do that. I mean, I've got some friends that have came over and that are into it and they're just instantly want to grab it and look at it and that's how I know they're not really understanding the whole concept and they're not really at peace with themselves yet because they're just like going through and flipping through pages like it's nothing and it's it's just not okay so don't do that you'll have witches who will never share the book of shadows with you and you'll have some that will gladly show you everything in it so just have patience with fellow witches and Respect their privacy. It's a huge, huge deal. Now, as I was saying, the Book of Shadows is, you know, a pretty big deal. It's a pretty basic part of witchcraft. Um, do not feel like you have to rush on by this big, elaborate, leather-bound book with all these old-ass, partridge-type paper pages in it. No. Start off, because you're going to change it so many times. At least I did. I changed my book of shadows probably, I don't know, five or six times before I actually felt comfortable. You're going to have a lot of scribbling, you're going to have a lot of, you know, marked out spells that you just are like, what the hell was I even thinking with this one? It's not working, I don't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen. And when you do have your, you know, forever book of spells or whatever, you know, that you end up getting later on, don't feel like you have to be super cautious of, what you put in there and how you word everything and it all has to be perfect because it doesn't. Again, there's no correct way, no wrong way to be a witch. Everything is how you feel and what makes you feel good and right. So don't panic. Just get a notebook. It can be one of those dollar composition books from Dollar General. It can be a leather bound blank book. It can be a a spiral notebook. It can be anything. And if you're still in the broom closet or you're just a very modern person, it could be on your phone. It could be on your laptop. It could be emails that you email yourself and that you keep all in one little folder or whatever it is. Just don't panic and think you have to do it this way or that way or be super elaborate about it. So just when you start out, keep your book of spells simple keep it basic, think of it like a journal in the beginning, Um, track your path, and I know that, you know, book of spells, or your book of shadows is supposed to be all spells for some people, like I said, this first one you get is probably not going to be your master book that you keep forever, but you can always transfer everything over, or you can just keep it as kind of like a, hey, you know, this was my first book, I want to keep this, and and so on, but, um, when I first started this journey, I did my first book of shadows kind of like a journal style, I wrote in there the things I did for the day, and how I learned, um, my path, what I was doing, I wrote down ideas for things I wanted to explore, things I wanted to know more about, I took a lot of notes in my book of shadows to start off with, of different things I learned from other witches whether it be YouTube, or different witch groups on Facebook, or podcasts, or talking to other witches, you know, in person, or whatever, Um, there's so much to learn, and again, the whole point of this podcast is it's very overwhelming, so when I did my journal, it was really just a big cluster, and that's what made me realize I needed to have focus, and I needed to set a path and some goals for myself, so just keep it simple when you start out do it a journal style maybe in one book you have a journal style and then you know you're you get another book another composition notebook or regular spiral notebook whatever the case may be that you want and that could be your spell book eventually you'll figure out how you want your book of shadows and that's a very personal thing to have so take your time don't rush with it I don't expect anybody to pick up witchcraft today and then two weeks from now have this elaborate, set-in-stone book of shadows that they want to keep forever. It's unrealistic. So just take your time. Play around with some ideas. Pick out what you want. In the meantime, go down, get you a, a dollar notebook from Dollar General or Family Dollar or Dollar Tree, whatever, and just start writing down stuff that you want to know more about on your path journal your path here until you really just feel like you're ready to move on to an exclusive book of shadows but that'll be a while so don't feel like oh my god you know this is not right or whatever um there are some apps like I said you can use if you are in the broom closet the notes app um there are some other apps on your phone that you can lock so it does look like um Something else, uh, I think there's one app that looks like a game, but it's actually like a notebook and for pictures and things like that. Text, type things, whatever the case may be. Um, emails, you can get, you know, um, a new email address or you can even use your own. Just email yourself, you know, type everything up, email yourself, and keep it all in a folder. That way, too, you always have your book shadows on your phone as a backup in case something happens or whatever the case may be it's always right there and if you're living in the broom closet that's a really good way to um have your book of shadows without everybody knowing exactly what you're doing so there are some options don't feel like you know oh well i have to keep this a secret so i you know i can't really have book of shadows that's not the case so Just make it your own. Put your own passion into it, okay? Because that's what's super important. The whole thing. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, please take this away. Make it about yourself. Make it how you want it to be. The entire concept of your path and witchcraft and being a witch, make it your own. You do not have to conform to rules. Of this specific way or that specific way. Do what you want that makes you feel right. I'm only here to give you guide, guidance and help. I'm here to answer questions. I'm here to give you tips and tricks and general ideas. But make it your own. Say you take one of my ideas, but make it your own. Just roll with it don't feel like you have to do everything a specific way it's super important that you make it your own just being individualistic about your craft is really awesome um i'm not saying be completely different from every other witch out there that's just stupid just make sure that you feel what you're doing be personable about it add your own personality into your craft you don't have to be like everyone else um The witch today is portrayed in so many different ways. Um, You'll see it basically everywhere. I mean, you can't get on Facebook or um, Netflix or Hulu without seeing something about witches and witchcraft. And it's really cool that it's become such um, open now. I mean, before we kind of had to hide everything and pretend we weren't into witchcraft because it just wasn't acceptable. But now it is. And I just don't want you to feel like you have to be like the people you see on TV or movies or whatever um, that's why I'm, like I said I'm so big on the whole make it your own situation I don't want you to feel like you know you have to join a coven you start started witchcraft you started your path oh I've got to join a coven I've got to find more people like me if you want to join one that's great if you don't want to join one that's great too you want to join one in person awesome you want to only do it online awesome Do whatever works best for you. Do not do something just because you feel like you have to do it. And if you do join a coven. They ever ask you. Or I'm sorry. If they ever tell you you have to be naked to do this stuff. You have to be sky clad. Nope. You do not. So go ahead and say goodbye to that one. Unless that's your thing. And go. Excuse me. They will also never ask you. um, To pay money like tithes or anything like churches do. So don't feel like, oh, you know, I can't really afford to be in a coven because I have to pay every week, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not the case. Now, they may ask you if you do join a coven to pitch in. And if they're, you know, one of the um, lessons or whatever they're doing for that meeting requires, like, snacks or drinks, they may ask you to pitch in and help with that part or whatever, but they're not asking you to pay to join. So there's a huge difference there, and... Um, we'll talk more about that in the next episode when we talk about the different types of witchcraft. So, um, and don't think you have to wear all black. I've been wearing mostly all black um, for like 30 years. I was, you know, a little miss popular in high school. Uh, I was a cheerleader, a dance team, flag corps, you name it. I was in that club. And when I graduated and got into the real world, I just kind of stuck more with black clothing. And it wasn't that I was like in that emo phase or goth phase or anything. I just really like the way I look in black a lot better. Uh, It's very slimming. So I am a little bit bigger of a girl. Not as skinny as I used to be. But um, black is just my thing. If it's not yours, don't do it. If it is, that's great. Be whatever kind of witch you want to be. Don't let anyone tell you. You have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. Just be yourself. Um, A lot of people will talk about, if you don't listen to Stevie Nicks, then you're not a real witch. Well, you know what? I'm kind of going to agree with you on that one because I love Stevie. My son is obsessed with Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. And um, I I really do love Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. And. Stevie is big into witchcraft. If you did not know that, that's a little fast fact for you there. Stevie is a huge person into witchcraft and witches. And she's not super open with it. um, But she does talk about it a lot. If you've seen American Horror Story, The Coven. And I believe she came back in the apocalypse. um, Stevie Nicks was in there. She is she's definitely into what we're into and that is awesome stevie's badass so hail stevie <laughs> okay so where were we okay so becoming a witch like i said before is a way of life it's not just something you do on the weekends or you do for fun or you do twice a month when you go to a cup of meeting it does become a way of life but it doesn't have to be the center of your life. I don't want you to just change everything about yourself. Because you decided to follow your path down. Which was witchcraft. I'm sorry. I'm becoming a witch. Don't feel like that has to be your central focus of everything. Because it doesn't. You can still be a witch. And not have it be like this whole center of your life. And everything in your life revolves around. Because... There's a hell of a lot going on in this world. The coronavirus is um, still in full swing right now. and There's all kinds of things going on. I have two kids. They are 18 and 19. They know about me. They know that I'm a witch. And that's why I'm able to have my altar out in the family room. Because they do understand. They... um They aren't into it like I am, and I will never ever force my kids to believe one thing or another. Um, As I mentioned in the introductory episode, I am atheist, and my children actually are too, but we never pushed that on them. We actually never discussed our beliefs with them as far as being atheist, We gave them information on both sides because I did grow up going to church. I went every Wednesday, twice a day on Sundays, the whole shebang went to church camp all that stuff but we gave our kids the option to be free thinkers to think for themselves figure out what they believed what they didn't believe and then come to that conclusion on their own they both came up as atheists also um it's difficult because people always think that if you're an atheist you're automatically a devil worshiper how can I be a devil worshiper if I don't believe in God, if I don't believe in God how the hell do I believe in the devil it just doesn't make sense, so again, that is a topic for another episode but I wanted to add that in um, that because it is a part of um, my life and witchcraft has become a huge part of my life, it is a way of life, but it's not the center of my life um The kids know not to touch my altar area. But it's not like. Oh my gosh. You know. Everyone. Don't panic. And uh, don't touch this. And blah, blah, blah. You know. It's just. The way of life. And. You'll see what I mean. As you get going. Things do. Change for you. As you go down this path. Of witchcraft. and You'll see things differently. You'll start interpreting things differently. You'll. Be more keen. To different things. And. Stuff that before never made sense will actually start to make you think a lot more. And um, one of the big things that I noticed is that I now see more signs that were there when I was younger about being a witch and being on this path that didn't hit me until now. Um, I had a car accident when I was 18. The night before that, I dreamt that I had a car accident woke up, scared to death to go to work, told my mom, She told me to grab my cell phone. Back then, it was a big block, but I, I did have a cell phone, and um, she told me to grab my cell phone, be careful, you know, I had to work. I did, and scared as I was, I ended up wrecking in the exact same spot as my dream, and every detail was to a freaking T, from the accident to not being able to get a hold of anybody because I was in the middle of nowhere. And I remember thinking, oh my god, how did I, you know, have this premonition and know what was going to happen? And now looking back, it all makes sense. I was meant to be on this path. And um, it happened again when I went to labor with my son. I actually dreamt the night before that I went into labor a week early on the road. While we were driving to a doctor's appointment. And um, barely made it to the hospital. And I'll be damned if that didn't happen the next day when I woke up. So, all these little things are pointing to um my path now and there're signs that I didn't notice then but it all makes sense now and as you get going on your path you're really going to see how it does affect your life you just kind of find that calmness in your life i was a very very agile person for a while i thrived on drama i would be in these chat rooms way back when and i would just you know get in the middle of arguments and put my two cents in everything but since I found this path, I found this peacefulness inside me, and it's just made me look at everything so much differently. And I'm so happy that I did, because I have found this calmness and this peace that is just unbelievable. And I know you guys are going to find it too, and you're just going to be like, wow. You're going to look back, you know, six months to a year from now and be like, wow, this is just, wow. I mean, I wish I would have started this sooner, but we all start in our own time and it's fine you will get to where you need to be that's just just have faith that it's all going to work out also know that you're not alone um there are millions of witches out there and just you know all over the world and you're not alone and feeling like man is this real is this really what i want to do Is this just like, you know, adults playing around, pretending we're this and pretending we're that. And um, you're not alone. I had a million and one questions when I first started. And I still have some questions about things. But it's not the questions I had back then. I know that sounds weird, but as we get moving on forward, you'll understand more of what I'm talking about. You are not alone. So don't panic. Don't rush. Don't feel like you have to just instantly change your life overnight, and become this witch, don't forget that there's no wrong way to do this, do it your way, and don't forget to put passion into it, make it your own, okay, before I wrap up here, I wanted to, um, tell you guys, the last episode I told you I would give you, um, some names of some of the online groups that I really like on Facebook, that are for witches, again, give them a chance, don't feel like you have to, um, You know, stay if you don't want to if you don't like it but also don't hurry up and leave after the first day because it may have been some douches who just felt like being trolls that day or maybe like the really active members who are pretty awesome and know their shit just weren't on that day so give it a couple days, read through the posts interact with people or just sit back and read whatever makes you more comfortable absorb that information, that knowledge and then make an informed decision whether you feel like that group's right for you or not. And you can be in multiple groups. You can be in one group. It's absolutely up to you how you want to do it. But these are just a couple of my favorites. The first one is called Solitary Eclectic Witch. I'm sorry. Solitary Eclectic and Kitchen Witch. The second one is Witches Coven. The other one, DIY Witches. The next one, Eclectic Witches, All Things Spiritual Backslash Wiccan. Backslash Pagan. The Witch's Nest. And Atheist Witches. Now those are just some of mine that I like. Um, I'm not super active in all of them. But I do get a lot of info from them. And I do enjoy helping out um, other witches that are just starting along their path. So it's pretty exciting for me to do that. Um, I did start a Facebook group for this podcast called The Basic Witch. It has the same cover photo as you can see on my podcast um, page. So, I kind of kept that the same for now so everybody could find me easily. I have not shared it with anybody. It actually just went live last night. So, don't freak out when you go on there and you only see like um, one member, which is me. Because I'm still growing it. So, I don't even honestly know if I made it go public yet or not. Don't rush. You're just going to overwhelm yourself. Just let everything happen in this time we'll get through it together it's gonna be so much fun once you finally just hit these milestones along your path and it's gonna feel amazing because you're just gonna have these big epiphanies all the time because everything's just gonna start making sense to you and your life is gonna be like wow okay this makes sense now so don't rush don't get overwhelmed you're not alone And there's no wrong way to do any of it. On the next episode next week. We're going to talk about the different types of witches and witchcraft. And how to pick what path you should be on for yourself. It can be overwhelming picking a path. So don't feel like you have to pick one right away. But we're going to talk about the differences between them. And what called me to my path. And different signs and things that can help you figure out what path you should be on and you can pick a multiple paths it's fine but we'll talk about that next week as always thank you for joining me and I will talk to you guys next week bye